We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Right, back here on WEI Late Night Red Sox Rewind. Sox fall to the Rays. They're used to it. Common practice this season. Um, once again, Red Sox can't get it done. Bats silent. Runners in scoring position all night long. Just stayed there. Um, let's get to the phones. 617-779-7937. Let's talk to Ken in California on the Red Sox. Hey, hey Ken. Uh, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, you know, to me, this this goes back to two things. Okay, this season, Hunter Renfro and Schwarber, they have sixty-one home runs between them, right now. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's nearly half as many as the whole Red Sox team have. So he so he let Schwarber walk for nothing, and he trades Renfro for Jackie can't hit a cow and he asks for the paddle Bradley. Okay. Okay. And then, and then you've got, and then you've got. I'm surprised Bogarts didn't play tonight because I, I mean it interrupted his um, exhibition for who else he's going to play with next year because he's not coming back. You can bet on that. They're not going to sign him. It's a very negative outlook, Ken. I appreciate the call. Thank you. I can't really argue with that. I, you know, in defense of High and Bloom, I don't think he he envisioned the power outage that we saw this year in terms of thump from Xander Bogart, so maybe that's what, you know, in part, the the lack of production from a power perspective makes those non-moves or letting guys like Renfro and Schwarber go look even worse. We got Alex Cora post-game. Let's listen to the manager. He bounced back after the first two innings. It seems like it was going to be a short one. Uh, 51 pitches, I think it was, and a lot of 3-2 counts. Good fastball. Um, made some pitches when he had to. Um a minute third, less than two out, three to count, put the ball in play, one run, and that's what they do. So, you know, uh, that was enough for them. And their pitching staff did an amazing job against us, and we weren't able to score runs. Uh, first, you've seen, uh, a lot of runners in scoring position tonight. Oh, I mean, um, we didn't put the ball play. We didn't hit the ball hard with the many scoring position. You know, they they do what they do. They're really good at what they do. But uh, we've seen it before. We've seen it for years. You know, uh, we actually got them last year in October. You know, kind of like humble approach, stay up the middle, go the other way. But uh, you know, we expanded with them. They made some good pitches too. Chirinos, I think it was to Arroyo, a backdoor sinker, great pitch to Refnider, backdoor sinker, great pitch. But at the same time, we expanded in certain situations and 
we weren't able to catch in. You talk about wanting to see more of Connor. It seemed like he, he handled himself pretty well tonight. Yeah, he's good. I mean, like, even that play, you know, he didn't panic. Uh, he's not going to panic. We know that. And he called a great game. Plug some balls. Um, you know, he's, uh, he, he'll be okay. He'll be, he'll be playing Friday. You mentioned Trino, so this is the first time he pitched in, I think, two years or so. Yeah. What did you, what did you think? I mean, good for him. Um, it's one of those stories that you know uh, what what happened to him, and, and for him not to not being able to post the last few years and, and go out there and perform, regardless of the results, you know, uh, is 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 good. It's good for baseball. It's good for him. It's good for the organization. And uh, you know, um, obviously, a lot of people are happy for him. Seems like you guys have had a lot of close games against the Rays, but ultimately they they've won. What has made it so tough again for them against you guys this, this year? I think offensively we haven't done enough against them, right? Uh, you know, I feel like against the whole division, you know, there's 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 been games that yeah they're out of hand, but we haven't been able to finish games. And uh, obviously the record is a record. We haven't won too many uh, series against the East, but if you look at the the games and it's like you know we were right there. But at the end you have to have more runs than the opposition when the last game is caught, or and we haven't done that. Kind of spent his whole career driving that guy from third with less than two hours. Ago. What do you think is kind of just like preventing him from being here? He missed his pitch and that a bad, and then um, I don't know if he's expanded at the end, you know. But uh, you know, um, it's about getting your pitch and, and and hitting it. And and I think he got some pitches to hit throughout the night, and he wasn't able to to hit it hard. You know, the one he hit hard, uh, Walsh made a great play. So uh, just keep grinding, keep going. That's that's all we can do, you know. And uh, he's gonna keep working hard and. Uh, you know, um, and hopefully, you know, he can get hot, you know, and then finish strong. Tell me, fan, a couple of hard hits tonight. What's he been able to do for the ball club? That, that uh, quality of bad, uh, control the strike zone, hits the ball hard, um, plays with intensity. Seems like every repetition from 2 o'clock all the way to the last pitch he sees, that night there's intent, there's conviction, and we're very pleased with the way he has handled this and the way he has played. So that was Red Sox manager Alex Cora after a 1-0 loss in Tampa Bay. Red Sox fall again to the Rays down in Tampa Bay. 1-9 this season. <laughs> okay. So that's fine. We're going to just real quick react to what Alex Cora just said. Um, you know, it's okay to say stuff like that after maybe a series in April or even a playoff series where you're playing a couple games against a team and things just don't go your way and, you know, you were right there to win, and you just didn't have a good at bat at the end of the game, or the offense didn't quite show up for the. Listen, that's okay for a game or two, or maybe three. But when you've been doing it for six months, or whatever it's been, five months, then it's like a bigger thing, okay? And you can't just sort of write it off like, oh, yeah, just we were right there. We've been right there. Just didn't get the big hit at the end of the game. <laughs> you you sucked in those, against those teams. You've been terrible all year. All year. Okay, so what am I... We have these... I feel bad they're having these press conferences. What is this man supposed to say? What are the reporters supposed to say? They should all just go eat some cereal or something after the game. I mean, I don't know what there is to talk about and to continue to discuss. They haven't gotten it done. They've been bad with runners in scoring position. They've been atrocious in Tampa against the Rays. Atrocious. So that leads me to this. And it really making me excited for football. I mean, I cannot wait for that game tomorrow night just to rid myself of that. I think it's clear to me at this point. I mean, it's clear. We've seen the Red Sox go from last place to first place. We've seen that before. 
Uh, it's happened multiple times. However, what I'm going to say is, and if you want to jump in, 617-779-7937, this is clear to me. This team, this culture, this core, this needs a shakeup. It needs to be a shakeup. I, I, I want to keep Alex Cora. I'm not talking about that. But I don't know. It just, you know, like, I, I, look, I love Xander Bogarts, but it feels like his time here has run its course. Okay, J.D. Martinez, that time, his time is done. He has given, as he said, everything to the Red Sox, but the time is over. The time here has expired for J.D. Martinez. It, we just, I, I feel like the team needs a change. I feel like they need to not just let those guys go. They need to replace those guys. They need a change. I'd like for them, I guess, to keep Devers if they can. You know, I don't, I don't want to give them $450 million. I don't know what they'll end up... Uh, I don't know how that negotiation will end up going, but it feels like there does need to be some substantial changes in terms of the core of this team. It does. feels that way. So do you think they should be like going into a full rebuild or like no, no, maybe no. attack the free agency market? No, yeah, no rebuild. No, this is Boston. We don't re- No rebuilds. Okay, I know it happens, but no. Um, because this team, based on, look, if they go into a full rebuild, if High and Bloom engages in a full rebuild right now, He'll lose his job. Like, you can't, This there's no time for a full rebuild. You've been rebuilding. You know, and you've been doing it your way, and I get it, the analytics and the process, and we have to build up from the farm and wait and be patient. But now, we're past all that. It's been, next year will be four years. Next year, whatever you've been building needs to come to fruition. There's no time for a rebuild now. You supplement pieces with new pieces. And you go get guys that you think will be adequate in, in replacing very good players. I mean, I have nothing but appreciation for what J.D. Martinez did for this team. And obviously, same for Xander Bogart. I don't want to make it sound like I'm trying to just kick them to the curb. They, it's just, I feel like the team needs a change. The team needs a change, and the culture needs to be shaken up a little bit. You keep some guys, you bring some guys up. But it, it's predicated, though, on... Some of those guys coming up from the farm and producing and being young studs. Like, where are all those guys? That's what High and Bloom was brought here to do. Find those guys and bring those guys up and put them on the field. So, you know, until I see some of that, it's going to be tough. Now, let's get to the good news. The good news is what he said to Kike Hernandez. Reportedly. And I have the quote. Because Kike Hernandez, as you know, signed a one-year extension, $10 million. I think that was reported by Jeff Passan or whomever yesterday. And this is what Chaim Bloom reportedly said to Kike in terms of next year and next season. This is Kike's quote. He said, quote, Kike Hernandez, he knows where I stand. I'm not going to say he promised me, he being high in bloom, but he promised me that we're going to be way better next year, Hernandez said. Way better next year. Okay? Now, maybe that was just part of the sales pitch. Maybe he was BSing Kike. Yeah, this is specifically what he said. Uh, I think Bradford asked the question, so here's what he said exactly. Let's hear it. Great. Did you talk um, at all, like without getting to particulars, but did you talk when you sat down with Haim about the plan going forward? Like you said, you want your teammates to stay here as well. Did you broach that with them at all? Yeah, but those guys have agents too, so um, <laughs> I just, he knows where I stand and 
think he, he knows that the most important thing for me is uh, not just the opportunity to play every day, but how much it means to me to be able to have the opportunity to play every day for a winning team. And uh, I'm not going to say he promised me, but he promised me that we're going to be way better next year. So, <laughs> Okay, so there it is. So, you know, I like that. Bloom doesn't strike me as a guy that would just BS a, a player. You know, I, I think he'd be a little bit more straight up. Um, now you got to say what you got to say. I understand that. But that comment makes me think, I mean, how do you, you got to think that Bloom's going to be aggressive. All the writing is on the wall. Like, now is the time. Too. That's right. And I don't know where that's going to lead. I don't know what he's going to end up doing. Um, you know, if I had to guess, I would say that Bogarts would probably be gone and Devers would probably stay. I, I don't know. We'll see. But the thing is, this team is poised to be more aggressive this offseason going into next year. And I feel like Hyam Bloom understands that. I feel like Hyam Bloom feels that, and I feel like that's what he's going to do. That's how I feel. When do you I, think it? When do you think he got the picture of like, okay, what I'm doing here doesn't work? Like, what flipped the switch for him? Like the past trade deadline, and like all the clubhouse reacting to him. I think that's exactly what it was, but not not so much the clubhouse. Okay, if you want, now I don't have no idea, but if you want my opinion, I think what would have rattled his cage. I think it was when you got to the trade deadline and nobody had a damn clue whether you were a seller or a buyer. I think that right there, if I'm high in bloom, I mean, this is a guy that knows he's not a messy man. He's not a messy individual. I feel like that right there was way messier than he would have liked. And he right then and there, again, just speculation, but right then and there, I feel like that's when he said, damn it, we are doing this and we are going to, you know, either go for it or not go for it. I think he said go for it because if he doesn't, you know, you only have so much time to be the, the guy in Boston here. So I think this is the moment. That was the moment where he was like, we're going for it. Going forward, they have to figure out a way to get guys in here, supplement the guys that you're bringing up, and be competitive. Because like I said last night, I can deal with losses. I can deal with bad play. I can deal with... um just things not going your way in terms of being atop the league or being atop the division or winning, whatever. What I can't deal with is all the indecision and having a guy at first base that's not even, you know, shouldn't even be in the major leagues. And Jaron Duran coming up completely ill-prepared for Major League Baseball. And no semblance of a plan. Are we sellers? Are we buyers? What's going on? What's the plan? Are we being aggressive? Is Story here to replace Bogarts? Are you going to play with Bogarts? What are we doing? All of those things made it such a mess this year. I think that's what bothered High and Bloom the most. Not so much the losses. They obviously bothered him. But I think it was the fact that he looked at it and was like, this turned into a mess. Nobody knew what we were doing. We were, you know, unorganized in terms of guys coming up, guys coming in. He brought back all those recycled pieces that didn't work out. Now he's bringing up some guys from the farm. He brought up guys from the farm that didn't work out. It's just like a mess. So I think... Based on all that, he needs to get it. I think he needs to simplify things. Yeah, remember what Sam Kennedy said. He was raving about Cora because he said both of them are coming back for next year. But he was raving more about Cora than about Hein Bloom because all he said about Hein Bloom was, yeah, he's smart. He raved about Cora like he's great in the clubhouse. He connects with players. So, like, as you said last night, it's judgment day this offseason. It has to be. It ha- you have to view it that way. Now, again, we don't know what conversations he's had with ownership. 
but you have to view it as in terms of the fans or the talk show host or whatever. Like, I don't see how you go into next year um, in kind of, you know, do or die mode here in terms of like your job. Like, you have to go into next year figuring that if it doesn't, and again, I can deal with losses. You know, I could deal, like last year, I thought was a good step. They made it to the ALCS. He, you know, it was a little bit um, unspectacular for a while, but then he made some trades. He got in Kyle Schwarber, Waltham, or whatever, and it went great. And they made a run, a legitimate run. And that's what you need to do as the guy running the Boston Red Sox. Execute yeah, did, things that bring you to that place. He didn't carry it out. No, I thought from there, you were going to either A, build off of that, or B, if you don't build off of that, you let guys go Renfro-Schwarber, you were going to at least do something different that was going to get you back to that. But instead, this year he operated with no conviction and was all over the place. And, as a result, and you know, what didn't help him, in addition to that, was the team sucked. So that's not all his fault, obviously. Xander Bogart's having a down year. Chris Sale injured, back, re-injured, re-injured again. Like, that, some of that wasn't his fault. But just how disorganized and all over the place it was in association with some of the guys he let leave, some of the years they had, some of the years that the guys that stayed had didn't help him out, just turned into a big mess, and then you, you know, cap it off with one for nine in Tampa against the Rays and let and zero for 10, 0 for 10 with guys in scoring position tonight. Just a dandy. All right. Uh, we got to get into some football. We could talk more Red Sox, 617-779-7937. More football. The NFL kicks off tomorrow night. Uh, Bills are playing, okay? I I picked the Bills, (laughs) but unfortunately, a lot of other people picked it. So we're going to talk about the Bills and and kind of what I'm feeling in terms of big picture NFL. We're going to get into that. This is WEI Late Night. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.